Hi there, before we start this episode, I'd like to just take a moment to make you, the listener, aware, in light of recent events, uh, that this episode was recorded in the first week of February. So any news-related conversation was not in reference to the events going on in Ukraine at the time of release. I appreciate your understanding. You're listening to My TV Years from TV Choice. Please welcome your host, it's me, Mel Gedroich. And I actually pronounced it properly for once because I said it myself. Thank you. Oh, darling, stop it. You're flattering me. Well, thank you very much indeed for downloading this episode of the podcast. My guest this episode is a titan of the property world, fronting such shows as Location, 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 Love It or List It and Relocation, Relocation. There's not a third one there, is there? No, just the two. Alongside her co-presenter of over 20 years, Phil Spencer. Now she's about to join my club of square-eyed celebrities. It's Kirsty Alsop. Now, Kirsty, first up, can you tell me, please, the first show, TV show, that you remember watching? I mean, I was one of those kids who came home and watched the full BBC lineup from um, the thing which came before Play School. Yes. And then Play School, and then there was something after, and then there was the main thing, which three days a week was was Blue Peter. Thank you for saying those words, Kirsty, yes. because yeah. I am so with you. I'm so down with you on that. Through to Rhubarb and Custard. Always. At, at the very end. I wasn't allowed to watch ITV. My mum thought the ads would be bad for me. Same. Kirsty, I'm the same. I'm exactly the same. And all this talk about Grange Hill at the moment, I li- I never saw it. I wasn't allowed. Oh, you're joking. <laughs> I wa- no, My mum said, tell me. I'm not paying for you to have this expensive education. <laughs> watch great chill so i always feel i did obviously secretly sometimes watch it but anyway that's skipping along so the first thing what's the first thing i remember that's hilarious i suppose you know i am one of fluella benjamin's you know babies yeah so so that's that that's it i the the full gamut and you know when it went through the window now hang on it went through now this is important which was your favorite window and why I don't think I had a favourite window because I was so desperate to know what was on the other side that I wasn't focused on the shape of the window. But I do remember one time they went through to a factory that made toothbrushes (gasps) and just being riveted, absolutely riveted. And on some of the, like Instagram and TikTok now, you can find little films from factories like that. Wow. Um, which is so calming to watch. Yes, yes. I, I actually went to visit a biscuit factory. I'm going to just put this out there for, for a little film that um, I had to make for Bake Off. And it was absolutely brilliant. It was a hobnob. It was the hobnob, yeah. the chocolate hobnob Amazing. factory in Glasgow. Yeah. And I filled my face with warm chocolate hobnobs straight off the line. It was incredible. Oh, <laughs> Oh, so, can you imagine the whole line of biscuits just yeah, straight into so the gob? And the whole, oh. I find anything like that really satisfying. That sort of also, I mean, ironically, given my interest in crafts, um, it, it, I, I do find. So Play School was definitely oh. the, thing, the first thing I remember watching. And Floella Benjamin is yes. unbelievable. She's evergreen. I mean, she's still doing extraordinary things. She's a baroness now. She's amazing. Yeah, she is amazing. She is amazing. Get ready to play. 
year in the window box we watch the world go by a rather handsome daffodil and a rose who's rather shy <laughs> that was floella benjamin and stuart bradley on play school 15th of may 1984 for bbc i think i was actually watching that episode and i was 16 now, what about the show, Kirsty, that your mum or your dad or whoever was looking after you at the time loved, but that you found absolutely just numbingly boring? Well, as we're talking about TV, it, it doesn't seem very sensible saying this, but it is a podcast. So, you know, it works both ways. Yes. My dad made us listen to the cricket in the car. <sighs> so... Yeah, just constant, constant, yep. and all the crackling, and you know, because the reception wasn't that good. So it was a long wave, I think, the cricket. And so that was that yes. was my acute boredom. Yeah, the thing that was most maddening is my dad walking in, going, "What is this rubbish you're watching?" and switching it off. Oh, that's unforgivable. That used to happen a lot, didn't it? In, yeah. In the kind of the one TV for the whole family. Yes, the days. whole family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our TV was in our sitting room under a table with a cloth over it. Like a budgie. Lovely. Fully hidden. Yes. <laughs> my grandfather's TV. Oh, I remember. Oh, I remember sitting in my grandfather's study and you had to be really quiet if you were allowed in there. Just not, you know, if you made a sound. <laughs> and there was a show about cowboys and indians it was the high high chaparral high chaparral high chaparral chaparral. and it was on saturday afternoons but i think if i'm right in thinking it was after the football results yeah and you had to sit and wait through all those different cities and towns being called out with the results I've got to say, Kirsty, if you enjoyed watching a factory producing toothbrushes, yes. I would assume that you might quite have enjoyed the football results. No, because I didn't know what they applied to because I don't come from a football family. Okay. So it was just words and numbers. It was. And they were getting... Yeah, it was interminable. Yeah, waiting for yes. my chaparral. <laughs> What's your relationship like with cricket now? You said that you had to, you know, endure um, the terrible endless commentary of these games that go on for days my brother was a was a massive he loved playing cricket and he was a big fan of cricket and um i wanted to play my mother was convinced that i would uh have my front teeth knocked out and i'd already had my baby teeth knocked out when i was very small and ended up with an unfortunate lisp uh, which if you're called kirth the althop is not good and people go up to you in the playground and they ask you what your name is and then they run away laughing so um she didn't want the when my other teeth eventually came through for them to be knocked out. Right. So she did. <laughs> she frowned on me playing cricket. Um, and then one many, many, many years later, when my brother and I might have had a few drinks, he was watching cricket late at night. So it must have been in Australia or something. And he explained to me how incredibly fast that hard red ball does go turns out my mother was right and he really told me how brave you have to be to stand in front of that ball and not run away from it and that did sort of put a new light on cricket but phil spencer yes um was in the kent under 21s and he is a massive cricket fan massive and that's very impressive to get to county level that's amazing really i mean he's a really good cricket player and when he one day we went to see a house and it turned out it belonged to ian botham's son and phil just went around going oh my god (laughs) 
Do you think Ian Botham sat at this table? Do you think Ian Botham used that loo? I'm going to go to the loo. I, I'm going to sit on the same loo that Ian Botham might have sat on. And That's I mean, brilliant. That <laughs> is brilliant. And presumably Botham didn't appear. That would have been too much. No, Phil would it, have no, just, no, no, no. Phil no, would no. have had some kind of seizure. We'd, he'd have had to be stretched out. <laughs> That's, he had two scrapbooks about Ian Botham. Oh my gosh, a proper, proper, proper fan. fan. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that. I love the idea that when you've sort of got that kind of position of responsibility, you know, you, you've been doing this show for a long time, you're both extremely respected in your profession, and you can still get totally ludicrously excited about oh God. it's I mean, wonderful. I, you know, I mean, if I ever met Tom Hanks, I don't know what I'd do. Oh, man. Oh, God. Let's, let's, let's not even go there. No. Um, which was the show then, Kirsty, that you would never miss as a child? The real sort of red letter one. Heidi, I adored. I love Heidi. Heidi was just brilliant. I can still see I her. I can see her. Yeah, and the theme oh. tune do, and everything. Do, 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 I mean, do, do, do. I loved Heidi. Oh, it was just brilliant. It was brilliant. It was. Yeah. It was amazing. There was a very good adaptation. I think of an E. They used to do those adaptations of Nesbitt. E. E. Nesbit, didn't like they? The Five Children and It. Phoenix and the Carpet. The Phoenix and the Carpet was. Brilliant! Oh my god, that was good. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. I mean, dazzling children's television. Yeah. Absolutely wonderful. So, would you say a children's drama was the thing yes. that would really keep you? Yeah, going I was back? really. Yeah. yeah, and I would really get into them and yeah. w- wait for them and uh, watch them, and that was the the big thing. The thing that I watched with my mum, obviously the old Miss Marples were were great. Mum and I used to watch those. I can see you in a marple, Kirsty. I can (laughs) see you. Honestly, you would be amazing. I'd love to be in a marble. Should we I'd get in touch? Should we get in yeah. touch with the yes, producers? See if we can do that. They yeah. still make it. We could appear in some fate or something. Yeah, couldn't we? I was in. I I opened the Archer's fate, That's... and that was my greatest, greatest, Ooh. greatest professional moment. Wow! And did you find it odd, sort of having to step into an acting role? From well, I mean, Mel, as you can imagine, I didn't do a wild amount of acting because they were they wanted me to be me, so yes. it was me opening yeah. the fate. And I had no problem with suspension of disbelief because I'm such a passionate Archers fan. Oh. Um, that it was rivet- the whole process was so amazing for me. Yeah. I it's very sadly, my mum had already died by then, and oh, I'm sorry. she would have been. So proud. Herself. That would have yeah. been absolutely the pin- yeah. the pinnacle. We used to have conversations about it. And my dad would come in and say, "Who on earth are you talking about?" And we'd be like, "Oh, it's the archers," <laughs> and <laughs> as if they're real people. Because they, they are. Yes, they exactly. are. Yeah. When you met yeah. them, the cast of the archers. Yes. Did they sort of fit with your idea of what they they looked like? Or to were you a quite surprised? Extent, although I did know a bit because when I worked at Country Living magazine, they 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 had something called Country Living Fair, and they did do a, a link with the right. archers. Okay. So I knew what some of them looked like. Right. There were a few questions that um, I I wanted answers to. Yeah. Um, no one in the archers, however much money they've got, seems to have a cleaning lady. And I. I, I I did ask. <laughs> what did you ask? How do you do? How is it that no one, you know, whoever they are, and no one, no one on the arches cleans for anyone else on the arches, and and that is 
it's quite a sort of within a rural community that's often yeah you know you often have that scenario where someone you've, does for someone else and that's all the gossip gets around and everything flagged up a good point you so flagged I up would, a good point <laughs> <laughs> i shall listen out now and when they eventually have a character who is a cleaning person you don't do a lot of cleaning no. when do you ever oh hoovering god mal that yes. is the number one thing I remember about watching telly when I was a child. It meant you were having a day off school because no one hoovered at the weekends. I was going to ask you, if you had a day off school, what would you watch? If you were really ill, I'm sorry to hear it, or if you were throwing a bit of a sickie, what would you watch? I'm not sure that I... I don't want to paint my upbringing as Victorian. My parents were very spoiling. But I I suspect if you were ill enough to be off school, you were ill enough that you couldn't watch telly. Oh, that's... that's so, that's other, to be honest, too. if I'd been allowed to watch telly when off school, I would probably have thrown numerous sickies. Um, and my mother was quite a softie. You could quite easily convince her that you couldn't go to school. Right, that's good. But, but I don't remember, but I do remember that thing of watching telly in the holidays and someone trying to hoover around you because <laughs> <laughs> you were sitting there. Also, there was quite a strict thing. I wasn't allowed to watch telly in the day. OK. There wasn't a lot of telly in the day. I mean, you had your pebble mill at one, but that was yes. probably from the 80s, really, wasn't yes. it? Yes. In the 70s, it was poor pickings, wasn't it? Yeah, there really wasn't much to watch in the day. Um, But my dad used to have this thing that, that we couldn't watch telly in the day unless it had rained more than a certain amount. A certain amount uh, of millimetres or a certain well, amount of time? or A certain amount of sort of millimetres. <laughs> it was like, it, you know, it's why aren't you outside in the garden? I'm not you know, working myself to the bone to give you this life and you just sit inside yeah, watching telly all yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, Which yes. I'm sure I have said to my own children. Yes. Um, but <laughs> so there was a very funny thing once. So I was sitting watching Swap Shop, obviously, oh, which Swap you Shop. did, yeah. which was obviously brilliant. Brilliant. With brilliant. Noel, Noel Edmonds. Yep. Brilliant. Yep. And um, my mum came in. You know, on Swap Shop, they used to have all this thing going along the bottom of the screen. Yes, yes. And my... My mother thought that Kirsty was quite a rare name. Yes. But obviously it's not, not even vaguely. I mean, there are many, 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 many Kirsties. Um, and <laughs> uh, I remember once my mum saying to me, darling, have you ever thought you might want to change your name? And it was because there were so many Kirsties going along the bottom of the No line. way! Kirsty, but then you wouldn't be Kirsty Allsop, and that would just be wrong. Well, no, I mean I wouldn't have got a job in telly if I hadn't been. What's Kirstie. your second name, Kirsty? Can I ask? Mary. You? I'm Mary. called Kirsty Mary Allsop, KMA. Mar- so, Mary yeah. Allsop doesn't have the same. Had ring, I been it? called Clarissa or <laughs> something, Camilla or you know, sort of similar, I don't know, a kind of Sloney name, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have had a snowball's chance in hell. I mean, you know, I, I only got in by the skin of my teeth and. And anything other than Kirsty would have been <laughs> Camilla Allsop. No, 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 no. You've, you've no, uh, well no. done for sticking. No. Well done yes. for sticking with the Kirsty. Yeah. Okay, what is a show that you would all sit down together to watch? I'm getting an idea from your family that you had quite specific things that you were all into, and maybe didn't watch tons. We together? didn't watch. We didn't watch a lot of telly together. Yeah. To be fair, my brother and I would watch things together. Yeah. Um, and my mother and I would watch things together. Right. Um, 
but we would also always watch the news ah, as, okay. a fa- right. as a family. Yeah. And we're all really big news junkies. And we, for most of my early childhood, we had a black and white telly. Mm-hmm. When the uh, Prince and Princess of Wales got engaged, mum said, I'm not watching that on a black and white telly. Oh, really? And we got a colour telly. Oh. And then, and this is really extraordinary, when John Major stood up in Parliament and announced that they were separating, it was on the news that night, big news, obviously, that the Prince and Princess of Wales are separating. And... When the news turned to that bit and there was the bit and part picture in Parliament of, you know, John Major standing up and announcing the separation, the telly went A little bit of smoke came out the top. No. And it, that was it. It was the end of the telly. It was the end of the telly completely. It blew up. I mean, it's like the weirdest coincidence known to man. It just went, just went poof. And that was it. We had to get a new one. so the telly which had been bought for the wedding. For the wedding. That's, um, I pop. love that story. I love that story. Isn't that extraordinary? That's amazing. I remember exactly that where it was. It was in a different house from where the telly had started life. We'd been in one house. The telly had moved house by then. Moved house, moved room. It had been moved um. up, off, off from being underneath. Because by then you, you were allowed to actually reveal tellies. And it had its own plinth? What was it on? It was on the same table, okay. different cloth, okay. but not under it any longer. That's an absolutely extraordinary story. <laughs> I love that. That's really... So and we did watch the news together. So, right. yeah. And so we're talking... The nine o'clock news the in nine, those days. Obviously, yeah. we're talking Maura Stewart. We're talking Jan yes. Leeming. Have, yes. we, have oh we still God, got yeah, Rippon? Have we got Rippon still in the news? Yes. Peter yeah. Woods. Yeah. Richard Baker, all that, yep, all that vintage yeah. bunch. And do you think uh, watching the news together as a family? I mean, did you did you debate? Did you talk about what you'd seen? Was there lots of sort of fiery? Yeah, I think it was an interest in the news was something that was the news of the day. You know, my parents. I still listen to the Today program every day. Same. My children hear it and. They know what's going on and I expect them to know what's going on. And I was definitely expected to know what was going on by my parents. I'm not going to lie, Kirsty. The news was a lot better in those days. It was a lot better. (laughs) It was a lot better. Oh, my God. There was always it was a, a lot better. There was always yes. a funny story at the there end. There was a nice bit at the end. They need to bring that back. Oh, I they know. really do. There's you know, no room in their blooming schedule. It's no, all but, so but we bad. Need, I know, you know, I know. Water skiing ducks. I know. There was always something. And then there was the regional news. And oh. we had the regional news where we were in Wiltshire with this amazing guy who's just retired. And someone put it up on social media and he was like, My dad has just required and I was like Oh my God! He was the same news regional newsreader wow. for forever. All those yeah, yes. I yeah. tell you, who's still going strong? You might remember him. Is Fred Dynage? Of course, we remember he used to present How, and he. I think he's in the sort of Southampton area. Still going, still going. I think that might be him. Oh what! Don't tell me that Dynage has retired. I, I think, think that might be the end of civilization. If Dynage uh, is going then we might as well just shut up shop and just go back to medieval times because Dynage can't retire. Uh, Fred is one of the ITV 
longest serving news anchors presented regional news in the meridian reason for 30 meridian years. thank you meridian and actually and he has retired no. he did his last show on december the 17th no Mel. yes and i just want to say thank you to all of my colleagues past and present i've worked with some wonderful people most of all and i've said it before but i mean it i want to thank all of our viewers for their incredible love and affection over all these years and all the hundreds of messages i've received thank you so 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 much i will be doing other things but do look out for me in the street do walk up and say hello and in the meantime that from the old broadcaster is truly how for now bye-bye that was Fred Dynage's final, last ever appearance on Meridian Reports, 16th of December 2021 for ITV. And I could not believe it. So that came up and I was like, he can't have no. been that long because that was my, you know, that's what we watched. Well, you got, you, we were in the Meridian area. Yeah. You grow up with that person, yeah, don't you? It's like, you Flo, do. it's like Floella on Playaway. It's John Noakes on Blue Peter, whoever it is. Yeah. They're very close to you, aren't they, in that strange, strange way that I'm sure your viewers, you know, now feel about you. It's weird, isn't it? It's really, we have this thing that people come up to us and they go, my mum really loves your show. And then they, and then they go, and, and I do actually sometimes watch it with my mum, you know, as if it's an old bus show. Yeah. But we know, obviously, because yeah. the Channel 4 have a way of judging these things, we know we have quite a young <laughs> viewership, but they are second generation. It's brilliant. And people say to me, oh, when I went away to uni, my mum and I would watch at the same time with the telephone on. So we could still wow. chat about. Oh, oh I love that. That's it's so really nice. nice. It's comforting. You know, it's because comforting. It's, yeah, it is. It's it's it's. I mean, I I remember doing um, a show uh, that Chris Evans brought back. That don't forget your. It wasn't don't forget your toothbrush. What was the Friday night show? TFI Friday. He brought back TFI yes. Friday. Yes, yes, he did. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, he asked me to be the barmaid, and I did it once, and it was so crazy and so much fun. And they said, would I do it on a regular basis? And I was like, no, I cannot have a Friday night like that on a regular basis. <laughs> was God, it messy? I, can't even tell you. I ended up messy? in Vicky Wilson's flat That's at 5am with me and Alex Jones, Ricky. And it was just, no, that I, could not I would like to have. <laughs> I would like to have <laughs> seen that. There were people that. going to work and Alex That's and I marvelous. were leaning out the window waving at them. That was <laughs> <laughs> I I would love to have seen that, Kirsty Allsop. So that will never happen. That that won't happen again. Location, location. It's Kirsty Allsop. How are you? Very well. How are you? So, Kirsty. Chris. So, Kirsty. Chris. Now, here's a question. Uh, The sensational designer and fantastic high street brand, Kath Kidston, is in fact uh, Kirsty's cousin. Uh Uh, Kirsty, do you believe there's a gene in your family that leans towards the artistically radical? Are you being serious? Of course not. Thank you very much. That was Kirsty Allsop with Chris Evans on TFI Friday having a hoot. 12th of June 2015 for Channel 4. I did it and um, Rita Ora was also a guest and she was like, oh my God. It's Kirsty Allsop. And, and, and I couldn't fathom that. I was like, no, get a grip. I'm standing next to Rita Ora. That's the cool bit. But you do, it's like, and I, anyway, the next day, on Monday, I saw a friend of mine, another mum at school. And I said, God, we had this amazing night on Friday night. It was absolutely fun. And I said, I met Rita Ora. And Rita Ora knew who I was. I was so stunned. And my friend said, well, I suppose it's like, you're really like the cast of Rainbow. And that, fantastically put me in my place <laughs> if you were the cast of rainbow who would you be jeffrey bungle or zippy 
That's Zippy, what I'd like definitely. to Zippy! 100%. Oh, I but love it was just Zippy. like absolutely how right. to completely be put in your place it's brilliant. by your friends. It's yeah. brilliant. Now, Kirsty Allsop, illicit teenage viewing. So we've established that you weren't allowed to watch ITV. No, you, you weren't allowed to watch TV in the daytime. No, or Grange Hill. Or Grange Hill, which you really, really must catch up with. If I say the words <laughs> Trisha Yates to you, for example. I know. Tucker I know. Jenkins. Yes. Yeah? yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Good, good, good. But, but that was... So the big, the big thing when it became... Mm. When I was about nine or ten, when it became a problem that yeah. I... I wasn't one of those kids who wasn't allowed to watch any telly. We yeah. had a girl at school who didn't have a television. That's just weird. I think everyone has one in their class. I've got to say, um, actually, and I must speak very, very low, my husband didn't have a telly till he was seven. Yes. No, yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. anyway. So <laughs> I obviously was not allowed to watch Dallas. Oh. It wasn't suitable. It was definitely on a weekday because yeah. everybody talked about it the next day and I couldn't contribute. Oh, that's and gutting. That's I, gutting. I, just, I really longed to and eventually... My mum cracked and we did watch it together and she really loved it. She was obsessed with it. Who yeah. was your favourite character and why? Lucy, the tiny oh, little one. Oh, yes. Charlene Tilton. She was brilliant. Charlene Tilton. I, I loved wanted her. to look like that. She had that amazing, well, the lip gloss yes. and that amazing, really beautiful mole. Yeah. Just, just above her lip. She was, yeah. go- she was gorgeous, wasn't she? She was gorgeous, yeah. Charlene, um, whatever happened to Charlene Tilton? Oh God, it's better not to know. Okay. Oh, do you know? Do you know? No, her? I don't. No, okay. I don't. But okay. you know that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite totally. sobering. No, when you... ab- yes. no, absolutely. Yeah. What do you think your best TV moment is of all time? It's hard, isn't it? Oh, do... it's hard because my dad was a guest on Wogan, and that was so unbelievably exciting what and mind-blowingly the heck? thrilling that it it just. We, so he, how come? How come? He was an auctioneer yes. and he sold Van Gogh's sunflowers. He was the auctioneer <gasps> for Van Gogh's which in that those wow. days was the most expensive picture ever sold. Yeah, yeah. And they put the auction live on Wogan on the one night and then the following, so maybe the auction was on a uh, Wednesday and yep. dad went to, you know, because it was three days a week, wasn't yes, it? Yes, I, think, I used to love and Wogan. So then we then, he then went to be a guest on the show and Mum and I went and we were in the audience. So you were actually there? You were yeah, in a TV we were there. studio? We were there. Yes, Kirsty. The TV studios, yeah. And there's a lot to there's a lot to unpick here, but would you say that that was the moment when you thought, hang on, I really like the feel of this. I wish I could be on telly or not? No, I no. never did want to be on telly. At least it's funny that there must there must have been some deep desire some subconscious desire because when the day came that someone said will you make this pilot for location 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 for location location so i i had no desire to be on telly i wasn't on telly didn't do anything to do with telly and then one day uh jonathan friedland who's political editor of the guardian as you know yeah. wrote a piece about using my house hunting service ah. and various telly people rang up and ah. said oh we think we could um I said no. My then business partner Miranda, she was like, no, absolutely not. Her brother was a lawyer for telly, and he was like, no, really, not. really. And then eventually, one very nice gentleman called Sad Rogers said, "We want to talk to you both about what you do, and I'll take you for lunch at the River Cafe." 
And that sealed it. <laughs> and that sealed it, Greed, frankly, sealed it. And um, so we had the lunch. And then afterwards, he said, would you do a screen test? And Miranda was like, no. And I said, OK, I'll do that, you know. And so I did. And then they asked me to do another one with this Mr. Phil Spencer. Aww. And then they said, would you do a pilot? Well, it was a non-transmissible pilot. Yes. So there was never any fear that yeah, yeah, yeah. it would end up on telly. And it was £600 a day. For four days at the weekend, Boom. that was a lot, a hell of a lot of money. It still Boom. is a hell of a lot of money. So yes. I was like, yeah, yeah, definitely. And then, um, then that was that. that you know, non-transmittable pilot. They were going to find proper presenters for the show. It was fun thing to have done. End of story. You know. And then they rang up and said the channel want to commission the show and they want you and Phil to do those presenting roles. Wow. And turns out both Phil and I said no. Oh, did you? And That's we both, interesting. I mean, it was not years later that we discovered that. Yeah. We both said no, no, we, we have day jobs. And the f the show was filmed at the weekend for the first two or three years. Gosh. So that we could do our jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every other weekend. Amazing. Absolutely um, So, uh, But it's funny you saw that, because I'm sure that deep down it must have attracted me. But as yeah. you know, because you've done so many different things... There's a big difference to the experience of something like Wogan, the studio, the lights, the mm, makeup, yeah. everything, to what I do and still do with location, 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 where we're sort of quite mobile. There isn't any makeup. You're all together. Yeah. You're all searching for the houses. You're all dealing with the agents. Yeah. And there's just me and Phil in front of the camera and the production team behind the camera. I mean... I love my job. I couldn't love it more. But when you're actually doing the shows, it's not it's not that glamorous and it doesn't feel so much like telly. Well, I think that's a sign of a good show, actually, is when you're involved in it and it doesn't feel like you're, no, you're on telly. That's just, a sign of yeah. a really, really good show. And then you have things that happen yeah. sometimes which are related, like the evening, you know, after Chris's show. But I don't have those that much yeah. because... You know, we do our work and then I spend the weekends in Devon and yeah. I don't do much kind of sort of glamorous stuff around telly. But the Wogan thing was amazing. Back Wogan to Wogan. Was just, he was just... He, he was, was a, a God. But also, yeah. my dad listened to Wogan um, in the car. So we always had the Today programme on at home. Yeah. But as soon as you got in the car to go anywhere in the morning, then it switched over to Wogan. Yeah. Oh, Brideshead Revisited. Oh, That's hello. what we watched as a family. 1981, Tuesday nights, yeah. ITV. Oh, yeah. my goodness. And do you know what? This is sad. Call me a loser. I rewatched it recently. Oh, and, it's brilliant. And, it's it's, and it totally brilliant. holds up. It totally it, it holds really up. It really does. But, oh, but, but so Terry good. always referred to it as bridesmaids regurgitated and he would discuss it the next day <laughs> i'd forgotten that oh, bridesmaids regurgitated i forgot that he oh, was god it was brilliant. so good irons and andrews oh amazing it, it really yes it was absolutely brilliant I've, i'm trying to i'm trying to do the theme tune oh no i've gone back to no. heidi no no, no, that's not Heidi, that's something else. What is that? God, that's that? it, that's Brighthead. Is it Brighthead? So good. So, so, so good. good. It's the TV event of the year. This Friday, back by popular demand. It's the return of... 
teletext. How do you feel about these shows being remade? Would you would you go to it because you used to love it or would you avoid it? Good question. Occasionally something gets redone and you you're okay with it. But it's a difficult one. Yeah. Um it is a difficult one. You know, but in a way Danton Abbey was really sort of upstairs downstairs redone. I love um, Danton Abbey. I, I love Downton Abbey. I re- during love lockdown, it. I rewatched the whole thing with Ben because we'd never watched it together ah. because I'm often away, so we sort of watch things separately. So I just love Downton Abbey. And, O'Brien um, is one of the best characters oh, ever to have been, yeah, created. She's the most conflicted woman. Totally. Totally. She just tortures herself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. It's brilliant. It is brilliant. O'Brien, how long do you think it takes a lady's maid to settle in? Depends on the maid, my lady. Of course it does. Oops. Sorry. The other half's under the bath. Never mind. Thank you. I'll just go and sort out your clothes, my lady. So, O'Brien, this is not who you are. My lady, if you could just wait. That was Cora Crawley, played by Elizabeth McGovern, and Sarah O'Brien, played by Siobhan Finneran, in Downton Abbey, 2010, in season one, episode seven for ITV. It's really, really brilliant, and um, I loved it. I would say that I think Call the Midwife is one of the best things on television today. I happen to know it's very historically, very well researched historically. Right. And the stories of deprivation in the east end and the lives of those women and it's it's just absolutely extraordinary the community the 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 different immigrant communities how they came in how they were initially ostracized then they found their place there then different communities came in and it's just absolutely fascinating and some people say it's better now right and i would argue yes in certain respects it's better now yeah but you should start at the beginning because that early stuff is fascinating. Oh, so what era is it up to now? Is it have we, have we hit the sort it's of? It's got to the late sixties uh, now. Okay, brilliant. Okay, um, uh, so it was it was just post-war. Yeah. Uh, when it started, and now it's got to the sixties. And I have to say, I met Jenny Agatha. Fairly oh yes. Recently. Oh my god. I think. Do you know what? I think it might have been unlike the TV. Choice Awards or something. Okay. I think it was like an award, you know. Yes. Um. And yeah, no, that she's, was amazing. I had that she's too. She's something yeah. else. Something else. She says, yeah. There's this aura about her, yeah. isn't there? She's so chilled and yeah. she's got that beautiful face. I don't think she was yeah. wearing any makeup at no. all. No. She's kind of ageless. She defies yeah, she really age, is. doesn't she? Yeah. And, and she's you think, amazing. You think this is blooming Bobby from the Railway Children. This, I'm with, I'm talking to Bobby from the Railway Children. She was amazing. Who's your TV hero, Kirsty? My TV hero is President Bartlett. Definitely, one hundred percent. Or Josh Dokes. Lyman. You know, okay. I am a full-on West Winger wow. uh, or, or devoted. Yeah. Have them all in my iPad. Do watch you? them later. Do you re? Do you rewatch? I rewatch. Watch and re-watch. Yes, I've yeah, watched yeah, yeah. every single one probably Have you? five or six times, and wow. I'm you know I rewatch. Yeah, I. Wow. I it particularly. Particularly at the moment, um, people behaving responsibly yeah. and yeah. calmly and yes. doing the right thing yeah. is is 
it's 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 a rarity isn't it it's, it's nice to go night. to that place it's a comfort yeah. it's a comfort <laughs> and a f- for a sort of political show i mean mm-hmm. i know it's a it's kind of it's everything isn't it Westway? it's everything it's everything yes. but mm-hmm. does it date with the rewatching, or do you kind of think yeah, oh, it's very interesting mm. it doesn't date with what's going on in the world it doesn't da- it doesn't date because yes the sort of geopolitics are sadly pretty much the same yeah to a degree as they were interesting but what what does date and is quite interesting is the banter and i know banter is a, a dangerous word these days and i mean it in a you know i know how you should not use that word for the wrong things mm. but their banter between them which is very gentle but you think oh, oh, oh. Mm. Twin, it's that wouldn't that, that wouldn't that happen wouldn't now. Pa- it wouldn't pass yeah, muster. It wouldn't that's pass in, now. Yeah, that's It's quite interesting because it's obviously a very liberal. It's it's leans to that Bartlett is a, is a democratic president. Yes. Um, but it's interesting seeing that you realise how much things have changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like CJ, who's an amazing character. Yes. There's one scene in one thing where she, you know, puts a basketball into a waste paper bin from a long distance. Oh yeah. And Josh turns to her and says. I have never been more attracted to you than I am at this moment. Just wouldn't, wouldn't say that now in an office environment. No. No, sadly, I think a little bit. But um, no, you just wouldn't. So that relationship between them, and, and there are one, two, three, I think four office relationships which happen throughout this, the, the, the whole progress of the show. Right. And again, not sure that's allowed these yes. was the West Wing opening theme from The West Wing, composed by W.G. Snuffy Walden, one of my favourite ever names. Is there a show, Kirsty, that you haven't quite got to yet? Is there one that you've heard everyone talking about? Funnily enough, there was in the sense that, do you ever have that thing, and when you probably don't because you're not so stupid as me, but, it, you know, Try me, seriously, try me, try me. <laughs> everyone raves about something and you think, oh, yeah, no, I'm not going to, I know, I'm not going <laughs> to too superior for that you know Emily in Paris don't be silly and then of course so last year I thought right I'm going to watch it yeah is it brilliant it's brilliant it's absolutely brilliant and it's Lily Collins isn't it I've never seen it I haven't seen it yet I mean you swallow it whole yeah yeah, it's like when you open a packet of mini eggs and you think you're going to have a couple and then no you upend the tube you yeah, upend yeah, the tube yeah. and the whole lot are going in yeah. oh my god and it's Paris isn't it any show it that is. is set in Paris is going to be absolutely it's, beautiful it's, it's total fluff but it's really fun fluff the same is Bridgerton everyone was raving about it I then watched it and adored it yeah. thought it was absolutely sensational I did as well I thought I'd hate it I thought I'd hate it and yeah. I loved it yeah I have to say it's clever isn't it because it's, it's really clever well it's a, it's kind of appealing to the Love Island audience as much as it's appealing oh, no. to somebody who likes a costume drama it's actually see, re- it's clever isn't it it's yeah. really clever you see that's something I haven't done Love Island nor have I can't bear it no I'm sorry and I, I'm no. like, my kids thankfully are through that phase there was a couple of years I've got two girls mm. and they were slightly they weren't obsessed but they I knew they were yeah. watching it they were telling me they weren't but I knew they yeah. were no. and I sort of thought <laughs> right down with the kids I need to know yeah, no. you know what they're yeah. talking about so I thought I'd watch with them I lasted for 10 
minutes, Kirsty. I couldn't yeah. bear it. No, as you know, I, I live next door to the gorgeous Emma Freud and she was always banging on about how brilliant Love Island yes. was and how no. I should watch it and how I'd be no. with the kids and, and I just couldn't. <laughs> And, and I've I've not I'm not very good with what they call is it scripted reality. Mm. So Love Island is scripted reality. Towie, Chelsea, Megan, made Chelsea, in Chelsea. Yes, I've never I didn't really get into the Kardashians. Well, it's funny, isn't it? We're living in a world where it seems that fact and fiction are sort of strangely fudgy, pretty yes. much all the time. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I don't, yeah. I, I don't, I can't quite no. get my head round those. No, give What's... me a bit of Emily Maitlis, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> Emily Maitlis You know, or... Kirsty Walk. Yeah. Yes. If I had to choose between Love Island and Newsnight, 100% it would be Newsnight. Yeah. You want, time. you want Emily Maitlis or Emily in Paris and you want those yes. two things to be absolutely, absolutely separate. separate. Yeah. Yes. No, good. Yeah. We'll put the world to rights, Kirsty. <laughs> um, now, finally, Kirsty Allsop, this is a biggie. Please tell me what's your favourite show of all time. It's tough, isn't it? It's, it's a really, tough one. Really tough. It. If this were Desert Island Discs, if this and, were... and you were allowed one show to watch, probably on a loop for eternity, what would it be? You're allowed a series, not just one actual. I mean, episode. I am. I do watch West Wing on a loop a lot. for eternity. Yeah. So maybe it's that. Maybe it's so WW. It, I mean. It, you know, maybe it's that I I did think Danton Abbey was spectacular, but you're going to say Heidi, aren't you? You're going to say Heidi. I I I, I must admit, <laughs> is it going to be because we are talking about you know the past? I am going to say Heidi. Yes, yes. <gasps> little Heidi, her lovely face and her curly no. hair. She always had that no. beautiful, fresh little face. And no, do you remember the that... soft white rolls? I was obsessed yeah, with the soft no. white rolls. Yes, no. It was just, we weren't, that was the other thing, we didn't have white bread at home. Oh, God. Mum yeah, mom was a real 70s health mum, you yeah, know, and yeah. we'd go to other people's houses for white bread. And you'd um, love it, wouldn't you? And soda yeah, streams yeah, and yeah, baked yeah. beans and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 No, Heidi was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Oh, Kirsty, it's so lovely to, to chat to you. I feel that this conversation could have gone on for about four hours. That was a joy. The one, the only, Kirsty Allsop, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining us for this episode of My TV Years. Now listen, you know the drill. Give the pod a like, follow, subscribe and a nice comment wherever you get your podcasts. That way you'll never miss an episode. It's all good. This was My TV Years from TV Choice with me, Mel Gedroich, and join me next time when I'll once again be joined by another famous fan of all things TV. 